mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me, where we, Megan and Melissa, give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice that has been told to change your lives. Okay. For better or for worse. And if it's for worse, can't blame us. Well, welcome back. We're going to give some advice and it's going to be a wonderful, great time. But if you're brand new here and you don't know us, we're Megan and Melissa and we're about to become in your ear holes or on your screens for for four days a week. You get to enjoy us a lot of days, not just this podcast. If you want to watch how Melissa's making that delightful little mouth noise, head on over to our Patreon. Head on over to our Patreon, where you can watch the video versions of the podcast. But yeah, we've got a whole slate of shows. So if you, you know, maybe you're someone who listened to a show that released episodes daily and you realize like, damn, they're incredibly problematic. Are you one of those people? No, no. But I was going to say, how'd it take you so long? I went on a Google deep dive about 10 episodes in. I said, I got questions. Where's the Birkin money coming from? And then I figured it out. But you still listen. But oh, I oh no, well because well, I was doing research, and that's when I said we got to make more episodes a week because people are saying that they can't stop listening to this podcast because it's a part of their routine. And I said we got to be we got to get in these bitches' ears and in their routines. We got to get in their cars. We got to get in their commutes multiple days a week. 
And so that's what we did. We saw a need in the market and we appeared for you. Ta-da. Yay. So you might be wondering how we're qualified to give this advice. And what we lack in credentials, we make up for in opinions. I have a question for the listeners and I'm going to ask it on See You Next Tuesday, but I'm going to write it down right now so I don't forget. So tune in to See You Next Tuesday. Here's a little teaser. That's all the teaser. Um, Now I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to tune in until See You Next Tuesday. Well, you've got about an hour to get there. Yeah, I get to beat you all. (laughs) I get that first. Anyways. So if you want to call in for this podcast, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. Tell us about your problem, your predicament. We will do our very best to solve it. But if you don't want to call in or you are international, you would prefer and it would be easier because you can't you can't leave a voicemail with the Google number. You can always send us a voice memo to meganpodcast at gmail.com. And if none of those things appeal to you, you can also send us a DM or just write it out in the same email address, megapodcast.gmail.com. For the audio versions, you have to keep it under three minutes. And for that, we also suggest, require, beg of you to write everything down ahead of time, practice reading it aloud a couple of times, time it out, make sure it's under three minutes, you have all the relevant info in there. And then just read it when you record it because we don't do like multiple, like, oh, I'm going to pick this up in the next one. Like you just have those three minutes. And then for... The requirements for the writing ones, 300 words or less. But then for all of them, include your age. You can include your pronouns if you would like. But if other people are involved in the story or what's going on, give them like a fake name. Let us know their ages as well. And if it's about a relationship, how long you've been together, friendship, how long you've been friends or any relevant information that can help us give you the best advice possible. And tell us if you're sensitive because despite being ruthless cunts, we we take that into we take that into consideration. We do, and most of the time when people ask us, they don't need it. No, it's it's always like the most like hey like someone slapped me across my face and like called me a fucking like dirty bitch whore and like spit in my mouth because like I asked if like I could get guacamole with like my chipotle I was bowl. Say, and it depends on what's going no, on. No, I know. So I was like I had to make sure it wasn't what you wanted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's like not what I ordered with my chipotle burrito bowl. And but you can like you can tell me like I'm sensitive, but like I can handle it. I'm just like, what? In what world are you on? <laughs> Anyways, anything else? Nah. Shall we embark? We shall, but we've got an update. So this is from the Karaoke Stalker episode. It wasn't that long ago. I think maybe two Karaoke Stalker? Yeah. Remember the uh, person that wrote in, they work somewhere and... Yes. I can only think of the TikTok I just sent you of the girl singing karaoke at the nail salon. And oh. so I was just like, what happened with that? Okay, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. The, the co-worker who kept inviting themselves along. Yes. All right. And so then they wrote in and said, uh, thanks for answering another one of my questions so fast. Sorry if any of that was confusing. I had to cut some stuff out to make it shorter, but you both did a fabulous job giving me things to think about from all different angles anyway. Like, I feel like I didn't give enough for y'all to get it, but you did because you rock. Huh. Also, um, they responded quickly after Also, so you don't think I'm a terrible person. I've tried to be friends with Ron for like a year now. And the stalking is the last straw on a long list of otherwise pretty meh things he's done to make me not like him. Like he's not a bad person. I'm sure there is a friend out there somewhere for him that would love that. That person is just not me. and (laughs) And I do, in fact, think he's a weirdo, even though I know he's not a bad person. And then there's like a little like yoga emoji google changes things weird so i don't even know what that is also today at lunch i was talking about a movie i like and he really loudly in the work break room i put that in all caps said that's the movie about teens trying anal for the first time right no what the fuck this is just the first time he's making me out to be the weirdo at work when he is the true weirdo. He told everyone an event I was planning was not safe for work. He literally said the acronym NSFW. Bitch, this is work. Why the fuck would I make it not safe for work? Like, go like go live your best weirdo life, but please don't include me at, in it at work. Anywho, this is no hate to anal movies. I'm sure that's a lovely genre, but please don't talk about that at work. 
And please don't slander my events. And please don't stop me because what the fuck? See, I don't know how I would have included this all because the karaoke sake seemed to be the most pressing matter. It had just happened that week. No, you should have started with this. You could have left the karaoke out and just put this in. (laughs) And that would have gave us a better picture. What movie is about teens have, like, First of all, you're saying that's like, oh, that's the one with the deer where the mom dies. Like, we all know Bambi. Bambi. But like, if you put that into connections, like, okay, now pair together. Which of these movies are about teens having animals? And I'm not going to Google that because it's not going to be whatever he was thinking of. It actually might be. It's not a common reference (laughs) to the point where I go, you're you're talking to two two movie girls. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that is. No. And so therefore, why does he know what that is? Yuck. This is just this yuck. Also, I don't know who wrote in this, but I feel like I, I could I could pick a friend for them based on how they write with someone who's in our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Who do you think? Eric. I was going to say Nicole. Yeah. You know, yeah. I would think if like if you did a screenshot of this person, if like you were friends with Nicole and your screenshots of your texts between each other, like those are the kinds of ones that go viral. Like you both seem like the same kind of people who would have started that viral trend of like writing to my roommates, like Democratic National Convention begging for donations. Like, it's just like you tell a story very yeah. well. Like, I can hear your personality yeah. in that. And Mary, too. Yeah. And everyone, I would implore you when you're getting these uh, text messages from your representatives. I've been doing this. I just respond back. What are your thoughts on genocide? Because rumor has it. And as far as I can tell, you're a Big, big fan. And that's a deal breaker for me. Yeah. And so the ones that are against it are responding back right. Their constituents are responding back right away with the information that I like to see. And the ones that haven't said one word or like are more for it, they just don't respond back. So Mm -hmm. it's very telling. It is. I had a dream that I signed up to do a (laughs) brand deal with the DNC, but specifically with current present day Obama and like Barack and okay. no no but like I like I woke up or no in the in my dream I went to sleep in my dream and then I woke up in my dream and I was like it was they just decided wait wait like, wait, wait 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 so in your dream uh-huh. you fell asleep and then, yeah, woke, and then up. woke up inception I know listen when I tell you my dreams like it's it's too realistic and too fucking vivid. And then um, it, I woke up and it was, you know, the U.S. co-signing. Yeah, drop those bombs. All of this kind of stuff. And I was like, I have to get out of this brand deal. And they're like, Barack is a little worried as well. And I was like, I just need to, I need to cancel this. And everyone's like, well, what is, what is Barack going to think of you? And I go, I hope he, he agree. He, I, I think it's fine. And also like, they're like, well, what? He's not going to be able to like get reelected. And I was like, he's not running. And they're like, yeah, but like, what if? And I was like, what? And then I woke up. You were having a what if the Marvel universe type thing. Yes. It was basically being like, we know Joe Biden's on the ballot, but like, what, what if Obama? And he was like, I don't think so. And I was like, I'm going to head out. And they were disappointed in me and they were like very upset. And I was like, okay. It was very weird. I'm disappointed in y'all. So yeah. Join the fucking club. It's been a long time coming. Anyways. We'll take a quick break and then we will get into the rest of the episode. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package, and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating, hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. 
This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley and we also received the Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back from our break and getting into our first submission. I'm going to hop right into it. I need a hobby. I feel like everyone has that one or several things that they're interested in and I'm just not. My New Year's resolution was to find a hobby and be great at it. Well, we're almost three months in and I haven't found it. I tried the easiest, reading. I even bought a Kindle. I never finished a book. Do you have ADHD? I tried multiple genres and nothing held my attention. I do believe I've undiagnosed ADHD. <laughs> if any listeners have any books to recommend, I'd be grateful. I tried scrapbooking. Nope. And now you confirmed have ADHD. I tried scrapbooking for some of my favorite times of my life. Went on Pinterest, got all the supplies and basically wasted a bunch of money because I didn't get past the shopping part. Maybe I'm a shopaholic. Who knows? Please recommend hobbies that are very low maintenance so I can actually stick to it. So you have met all the diagnostic criteria for ADHD, specifically scrapbooking. <laughs> like anyone who has like, attempted scrapbooking, the amount of materials and money I have spent and the shit I have bought, this is going to be crazy to suggest because I also am constantly looking for hobbies like that are fun and that I can accomplish and that I can finish. And if you're an undiagnosed ADHD person, or even if you don't have ADHD, you can have like similar ADHD tendencies. And to that, I would say, do not pick one hobby to stick to pick of a couple to rotate between. So like I bought a bunch of beads and like have been like made like bracelets and necklaces and stuff like over the summer. 
And then I just like stopped and I got bored of it. And then I had knit before and then I stopped and I got bored of it. But then I picked back the beads back up and then I picked the knitting back up. And like, I have an iPad that I'll draw on uh, or, or whatever. And like reading is one that I have not been able to get back into the same way. But I do think a good <laughs> gateway to hobbies, I don't know, there will be someone out there going, no, no, no mobile gaming. Like I do think playing yes. games on your phone is a great way to get into the habit of like like just doing something that's like fun that is like not work related that's not necessarily productive and then to me I have a hard time deciding hobbies d- differentiating between what is a hobby and what is like a next business venture. What is how can I monetize this? How can I do You can't do that with like I mean, you can if you want to like fucking stream on Twitch, which there was one point where I texted Arden and I said, should I tr- stream on Twitch? And she goes, it's hard, but I'll help you. And I said, never mind. <laughs> I don't. So I think like that's a good way to kind of get into it. I don't think that anyone, you're on the right track. Like it's very hard to like pick a hobby, one singular hobby, stick to it and know that you're going to like it and love it. So I think like hobbies that are not high overhead costs, like start with free hobbies. And then ones that like don't cost as much money or aren't as like labor intensive or like as much of a time suck. Because like the amount of times I've almost bought a cricket machine and I'm like, do I need this? And I'm like, oh my God, you don't need this. Like there are so many things. I'm like, should I get into sewing? Should I buy a, a sewing machine? And it's too expensive, too big of a learning curve. So do the things that you that are free and that automatically you're like, I can get the hang of this. I can get like better at this. I can get good at this. And then work your way up to things that are a little more like niche, interesting, yeah. I would say. My hobbies are doing algebra problems, playing Marvel Strike Force, now playing Monopoly Goal. And then if I venture outside the home, an occasional ride on a horse, they're like things I can't buy things because I just look at it and don't do anything. I have to like yep. get out the house and do something. I think about a lot of things. And I also don't think you need to be good at a hobby. Like the writer mentioned that they wanted to get good at one thing. It's a hobby. You don't need to be good at it. You just need to be interested in it. And if you are only interested in it that one time you do it, then great. Now move on to something else. Reading. I don't particularly like to read. I uh, do it to get paid. It is not a hobby. It is a job for me. (laughs) But I do like if audiobooks might be better for you if you can't like you've tried reading. Um, but people write in, share what books you like. I, we don't even know what your interests are, so we don't know what. Yeah, I'm always like Evelyn Hugo because that's what Evan recommended to me. I downloaded it years ago. I still have not read it, but I think Brie, like I'm Brie also so- in. Brie has all the books in the world. Oh yeah, Brie loves Evelyn Hugo. That's a good one. That Brie recommended that to me. Brie's also the one who told me, "Bitch, you don't need a cricket." Brie has a cricket. Um, but. I'm someone who like, I do need to be good at something to like, enjoy it. So like, I abandon a crossword if I like, run into like one complication. <laughs> I go, if I have to like, if it's too hard, I go, no, no, I'm out a dip of trying something X, moving on to the next one. So I would say like, be comfortable with, it can't be a money pit because that the only way, then you feel guilty. So like, if you don't make them a high overhead expense, you can do it and then suck at it and then be like, fuck this, I'm getting rid of it. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not gonna do this. Let me find another one there. So like, don't be so... I don't want to say like, don't be so intentional about what you pick because you're not going to know until you try it. So just be ready to try anything and everything. And then also go through like seasons of multiple different hobbies and you like switch back and forth and do all of that kind of stuff. And yeah, I also think seasonal hobbies are a great place to start. So like yeah. I love making Christmas decorations or making like a holiday decoration. You can make something for summer, make something for whatever that is. And it helps you like figure out what you're good at and like what you like. And there's like an end date. So like there's feels a little bit more of an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. But I would love if we could have stores like this one that my future mother-in-law went to that I think it was in like Sebastopol or something, but it was somewhere in like the Northern (laughs) Sebastopol. It's like Northern California area. That's where I used to get Christmas trees as a kid. It's cute. It's cute. But that it is literally an entire shop full of half finished or partially started hobby projects that people have started that they abandoned and they donate them there and then you can buy them. So she bought like a half done like needle point for like $5 and all of these things that are like either almost done or partially done and then you just buy them. And this and do city that. is called Sadibleville. What did you say? <laughs> Sabatoville. Sebastopol. Sebastopol. Kind of like the beginning of Sebastian. In the like Sebastopol. A pool. A pool. Okay. I don't know if that's even where she was. 
I might be fully I, know, I remember this you up. telling me about it though. Well, I've been to Sebastopol a bunch of times and I just know that they had driven from they did like a northern California all the way to LA. So I'm just pick, I just picked a place that it's in Sonoma County. Okay. Yeah, but just try stuff. If you don't like it, move yeah. on. Yeah. And also like the longer that if there are other hobbies that you're like, oh, I really want to do, but I don't know if I'm gonna like waste all this money doing it, just like keep it in the back of your head. Like I for years have been saying I want to make a dollhouse. One day I will. I haven't done it yet. And like, sometimes I just keep those little flames alive by just saying that like, I'm going to do that one day. And that that's satisfying. Like I've been saying I'm going to pick up tennis. I took the steps to get an inhaler. I was going to look into starting it, but then I had to leave. Yeah. Swimming. That's on the list too. I don't even think, I, is swimming is, or... I was going to say, it's really not a hobby. Not... It's more of like. <laughs> Survival. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. Well, that one's going to be hard. Yeah. Well, well, well. Next one. Hi, Eminem. I'm 17. Parent permission granted. Don't worry. She heard needing advice about how to handle a situation with my friend group. Here's a breakdown of our relationship to each other. We are all in our junior year. Ben, Chris, and Tom, all he and him, have been friends since eighth grade. Me and Ben have been dating since freshman year. Me and Anne, she, her, have been best friends since first grade. Me, Anne, and April, she, her, have been best friends since March of last year. The six of us became a friend group in May of last year. Anne and Chris began dating a few weeks ago after talking since June. The problem is several habits April has that range from annoying to harmful. After talking to my therapist about it, she said her behavior sounds like borderline personality disorder. Look up the symptoms, nearly everything applies to April. April has body dysmorphia and is recovering from eating disorders. She constantly says she looks fat or that she wishes she was skinny right near Anne. Anne also struggles with disordered eating, so this is harmful to her, and I have debilitating chronic illnesses that makes it impossible to gain weight. She'll send pictures of herself when she was sick and skinny, saying she wishes she still looks like that. This is triggering, since I look like that, and my body feels me even more than it already does because of it. Me and Anne have both asked her not to say these things to us, and it hasn't stopped. April also has extreme insecurities about everyone's relationship with her. She claims she's just wheeling in her group, or that we don't want her there, or that she's intruding. Tom says he's never felt the fifth wheel, and we've all made constant efforts to make her feel included, even though she was never excluded. Recently, April has been strangely possessive and flirty towards Chris, making comments that make both him and Anne uncomfortable and that everyone has noticed. However, she also keeps picking fights with him and saying that he's a bully. April also lies to the point that none of us knows what is true about her in her life. Recently, she's lied to Anne, saying things designed to make her upset with me and Chris. One especially annoying lie is her claims that her family is struggling financially, household to the point that she has to buy some groceries. However, there are many obvious reasons that this isn't the case. Her dad is a Harvard graduate lawyer. They have many cars. Hers is a vintage one. She always buys venture clubs for herself or others. They are clearly of a lower class. Lastly, and to do with the money stuff, April always needs to be having the hardest time of anyone. Me and Anne have boyfriends, so we can't complain. We're skinny, so we don't know, or we have money, so we don't understand. Again, her family clearly has considerably more money than us. However, if I stay try to vent about my illness, she will say something like, oh yeah, like how, and we'll give an example of something she's gone through that's worse. And so she understands. She is not chronically ill at all. All of these things have culminated into high tensions in our group, particularly between Chris and April. All of us feel we have to watch our words around her, and all of us want these behaviors to stop. Thank you for any advice, and much love, Moi. Oi. First and foremost, severely inappropriate for your therapist to speculate on a diagnosis. So I don't know if that's how you took it or she said like, oh, she probably has BPD. That's just like not appropriate because the the diagnostic label is not appropriate for you. It's the behaviors that affect you and those behaviors are not exclusive to someone with BPD. And there's a whole lot of stigma about that. And also, I'm assuming she's also 17 and I don't think you can get diagnosed with BPD mm -hmm. at 17. That is absolutely correct. I had a friend just like this in high school, yeah. like exactly like this. Their father was also a lawyer. <laughs> like it was <laughs> the exact same situation. And this is how I ended it. We graduated. You're 17. <laughs> um, I don't know, but you might be a, a junior. I don't think you They're said juniors. it. Oh, you're a junior. Um, So you still have another year. Older me would just drop them. But when you're in high school, it's it's different. There's a lot of feelings and you have to see these people every day. Yeah, I, I think that like regardless of like looking at like her life and being like she doesn't have chronic illnesses, she her family has money and like it feels like she's like lying about things to like 
So everything for her is always like a lot worse. People who are doing well don't do that. Like it is, it is not an indicator of someone who is like thriving and very happy is like pathologically consistently lying about stuff. So I would say like regardless of the 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 reason there that that why she's doing it if it's truthful or not she's she's doing it like it she's regardless of the fact that like even if like her life was harder and it was worse responding to someone who's like going through something and like talking about their chronic illness be like my my life is so much worse than yours even if it was worse is not an appropriate response to that and like that's also not fair to you all uh, as like friends to participate and I had a like friendship growing up with someone who like had a like tough life. They had like a they had tough stuff going on. And because like we were young, they didn't have they, it was really hard for them to kind of process. And in part of that, they kind of just like lashed out at other people. And they were like just like really mean spirited and cruel because like they were going through a lot. And I remember like adults in my life just kept being like, they're going through a lot. They're going through a lot. And I was like. <laughs> So I'm supposed to like pretend to maintain a friendship with this person who is like not being a friend to me anymore. And like, I can't even show up and be a good friend to them because like they're treating me super poorly. And I'm just supposed to like take that because I know that at the end of the day, I'm being the bigger person. I was like, that feels like A, I'm pitying this person and I'm pretending to be there to be like an active friend in their life when I'm not. And I think like knowing what someone is going through is a... I think it's important, but I don't think it should change the outcome of what's best for for you. Because again, like the reason why doesn't change the actions that are happening. And sometimes when you learn about why someone's doing something, it can change your feelings about it. And it can change the behavior because you can have a conversation with them about it. But if there is no like realization or reflection on their end, then at a certain point, like you, you also need to protect your mental, mental health and like for the sake of you, it's not, you don't sacrifice that for somebody else because then you just have two people who are going through some bad shit and you can't help her out. She can't help you out. So I honestly would just say like, hey, we've talked about this before. I'm like really not comfortable when you say X, Y, and Z. And I really need that to be something that um, is like eliminated from our day-to-day friendship because like I would love to maintain a friendship with you, but like this is not, it's not working when this is happening. So I don't know if you want to like take like a week break from like this and like we'll like hang out again next week or if like we just like want to move forward with it, like without this aspect of the friendship. And I would address it in like a one-on-one thing. I would not address it as a group. I would not address other people who, other people in the group who have X, Y, and Z issues. Like everybody needs to do, have a conversation with her if they have an issue about a certain specific thing in their life, don't talk about what she does with other people or whatever that is, only the stuff that includes you. And if it doesn't happen, it's just like, hey, like I said before, this isn't changing. And um, I've I've given this time and I have told you this before. So I need to take some space from our relationship. Like I wish you nothing but the best. I hope we can pick this back up at a later date. But like, I can't, it's not good for me right now. And I would never want you to stay in a friendship that was not serving you or was actively harming you. And so I also need to step out because I need to, like, I need to prioritize myself in this. And that's, that. like, that's it. Like, I, I just think that the biggest thing I would say is because I, we, oh my God, I've done that when I was like, when we were like in middle school, we didn't want to hang out with someone anymore. It was like a group of my friends and we just like all as a group together. Like, we really don't want to hang out with you anymore. And I'm like, that's so awful and mm-hmm. so cruel. So the thing I would say is that like, it's going to suck no matter what, but don't view every, every way that you get to the end of this, at the end of this friendship as like all being the same means to an end. Like there's a way to do this that it's always going to suck. It's always going to be painful, but there are certain ways to do that that are going to be like far crueler than the others. So I would keep it really insular and focus on your friendship with her because other people might not even want to bring it up. And then if they don't want to bring it up to her, their friendship with her is like not, I know you think about it like friendship groups, but like you have to treat it as individuals because like what she does, that's not your problem. Yeah, agree. I agree with everything you said. Um, I just want to add in with the money thing. You never actually know what people are going through just because it appears on the outside that they have a lot of like material things. And her dad's a lawyer. He might've got 
sued by somebody for doing yeah. something or mishandled the money or any number of things. So you you actually never know what people are going through. So um, I wouldn't judge her based upon that. Maybe she does have to actually like buy groceries for her family. And that is a struggle that she's going through. And, that, and then that's something that she's struggling with. And so it is, you know, stressing her out. And then that's adding to the stress of your friendships. So don't ever judge anybody's pockets. Yeah. And also like, it could just be that like her parents are like very absent. It's easier to say that they can't than that they won't. Mm-hmm. Like that's a much easier kind of thing. And you're still, I don't ever want to say like, oh my gosh, you're like still so young, but everyone is still figuring everything out. So like you're, she's, you're figuring out who you are. You're figuring out how, what friendships you want and what friendships serve you, serve you. She's doing the same thing, but anything that I also think involves, like you said, like, yes, don't check anyone's pockets, but like, you're only privy to what the adults in your life will let you be privy to. And so I do think that it might seem like she's totally lying about that, but like the reality that she might have is the one that she might have been given by her parents or she doesn't like what that one is. And so she's rewriting all of that. And that can be incredibly annoying. And it sure, it can be a symptom of mental illness. It could be a symptom of like neglect or whatever it is. But there's not like a justification for the reason why if that behavior is like not aligned with helping you grow up and helping you move forward and become a better person. So yeah, I, I, I do think even your initial advice of like, you've only got a year left. Don't like go out of your way to make sure that you uh, will not feel embarrassed by the way you handled this when you're older. Mm-hmm. Like just take a lot of time and patience and care before you act. Because like there's a lot of shit that I said and did when I was younger that I'm like, oh God, I wish I didn't do that. Yeah. And I didn't have therapy as a resource or an accident. And like you have that, like you you have the ability to like take the time um, to say it in a way that if you were on the receiving end of it, what's the best possible outcome? Mm-hmm. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll get into the rest of the submissions. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer budget-friendly flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment the plans last nearly three years in some states with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals so for whatever tomorrow brings united healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you learn more at uh1.com hey folks i'm mark Marin from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. we're back next up hi megan and melissa i'm having a problem with my parents they keep trying to set me up on blind dates they're acting like i need a man to make me happy i'm only 30 and i still have so much time to figure it out meanwhile my mom brings up freezing my eggs more times than i can count she even scheduled me an appointment which i conveniently had to work during and that they don't have another opening for for months They keep trying to set me up with guys that are not my type. What they don't know is that I'm out here having a hoe of a time. I am taking this year and maybe next year to have my hoe phase, no strings attached. I was in a long-term relationship most of my 20s. After some therapy, I am ready to let my hair down. I have multiple apps and I've been having a great time finding my sexual self. Clearly, these are things I cannot tell my parents. So I'm stuck constantly hearing about their friends, quote unquote, eligible sons and how my fertility clock is ticking. Please, any advice would be greatly appreciated. (laughs) I want to watch this movie. (laughs) This is kind of the story of my life at a certain point. Someone here (laughs) might have some insight. For me, I just say, shut up. (laughs) Not shut up, but leave me alone ignore it as best as you can it's still annoying it's so annoying but like i don't need to be set up with anybody i'm doing perfectly fine on my own it's just none of y'all's business i would die to see who they'd set you up with there's been plenty (laughs) there's been a couple professional athletes but like not anybody that i know i'm about to say yeah like (laughs) there's been like a nerdy doctor there's been other like people they grew up with their sons their kids yeah small town but it wasn't even like they didn't live here they'd be like in because my parents yeah my they're like still like actually they actually like talk to friends on phones and things like that like yeah 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 um (laughs) yeah yeah they don't live here but they're just like you know a few hours away or things like that or like when their kids would come to college up here oh yeah there's been a lot i was doing my own thing literally maybe one out of all of them was actually my type but then i didn't want them to have the glory of trying to set me up yep so i never (laughs) nope yep had to was a loss but hey whatever can't let them win right and my dad actually said somebody i don't even remember meeting this person but he said i did but he said blah 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 son just got married and his uh dad said you just missed out and i was like first of all that was like 15 years ago second i didn't want them then why would i want them now no, why would i want them to, why would i want to betrothed to someone right. i didn't want to go on a date with yep i don't think i missed out on anything considering i turned down this date let alone the wedding date <laughs> And I, I wish I could tell you it get be- it gets better. It doesn't. <laughs> I would be curious where you live, where you're from, and where they live. Yeah, and how close you are to them. Because I think the distance helps. Because not for me. I, no. Well, I was gonna say I think like I was gonna suggest lie, but it's like if you live in the same town, you're having a hoe phase. And is it a small town that they also live in? Like, is that going to get back to them if you create this lie? Like, oh, I'm actually dating someone. Like, are you going to have to like, bring him over for dinner? But if you live like six hours apart, I was going to say, just makes up some fake boyfriend. When I was close, it didn't. I was literally <laughs> on at school on the campus that my mom also works that your mom on. Also was yeah. on campus. Of. No. <laughs> yeah. When I said distance, I now live half the country away. 
oh, somebody's son is coming up to visit L.A. I don't know them. I'm not going to meet some stranger. No, thank you. Pick him up from LAX. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> uh, somebody did. I forgot which one of my parents. I just get this random text message. This was like October, November-ish from somebody. Hey, I'm, I gotta find it. Hey, I'm, I don't even remember what their name is. Uh, you're my dad, because my mom wouldn't have gave out my number. Your dad gave me your number. I'm in LA. I don't know who this person is. It could be the next big scam. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't have personal experience with this one specifically, but I, I am a firm believer in like, if you can't establish um, the boundaries because you like are either financially dependent or you like have a good relationship with them and like you don't want this, to, like it's just kind of a blip that like with all that, then I would make a joke out of it. And like every time that they bring it up, just be like, huh, what? I can I didn't hear. And then they keep repeating it. You're like, oh, that's so weird. I just hear this like ringing in my ears. Like that's so odd. Like Charlie Brown. Yeah. Like, have you guys seen this new TV? And then just completely like change the subjects. Like it can be fun about it. It's not like a serious conversation about like, we need to establish these boundaries here because I I don't know if you've already had that or that's not going to be receptive. I wish it was for everyone. But if it's, yeah, if it's something that like, it's not harming your relationship with them uh, fundamentally in every other aspect, like I think make a joke out of it in order to not respond jokingly, but like, make an ordeal of ignoring them and so then every time they bring it up they're not getting an answer like the the conversation has been switched to something else so that's what i would suggest but i also don't have i don't have personal experience with this yeah i just get annoyed and don't let it like weigh down on me because there's no i've had conversations with them and they'll be fine for like a month and a half and then it just comes back and yeah. now I'm at the point where I don't want to waste, even waste my breath. So I just let it roll in one ear and out the other and fuck it. Yeah. The only ones I ever get are about babies, but it's less about your biological clock is ticking and more about go get that endometriosis surgery. Oh, that. Yeah. It's more that, but that is the precursor to the <laughs> grandchildren. Yeah. You had done it. She's like, I can talk to her because I had endometriosis. I said, Mom. This girl is drowning in people with personal experience from this goddamn surgery. She just has not done yet. <laughs> no, I know that's, but that's like the, that's the one. That's the one conversation I get, and it obviously it leads into that's like a, a the kid aspect of it, but it's not from like a pressure standpoint. It's from like a we see how much you love being an aunt and how good you are with kids, but also I know that this is something that you eventually want. Mm-hmm. How about that surgery now? Yep, I don't have an answer. <laughs> birth control is amazing and so like i don't have to think about it anymore and so like eventually i will have to think about it and so then i'll have to get off the i'll have to do the surgery and get off the birth control but like right now i get to coast through not having periods and so like i just don't think yeah. about it as much think about how much pain you used to be in i know Musa, like how crazy is that i know i think about that all the time and i'm like Musa, like i don't know how you survived that i was like babe i was getting dangerously close to not surviving it which is why i went on the birth control yeah. like it's just it gets to a point where like, you just can't handle that much pain as a human like all the time mm-hmm. but uh if my rheumatologist is like you gotta get this done maybe i will yeah soon good luck if you want to go for shock value just say i'm slutting it up in the streets i'll return home when i feel like it but also if they're offering to pay for you to freeze your eggs and that is something that you'd be interested in, I would take them up on that offer. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, I, I don't think that, I mean, it is, it is a, it's a hormone fertility treat. Like, so like, it's not like painless or without side effects or symptoms, but it is very expensive and not accessible to everybody. So like, if that is something that you would want and they are offering that, I would like not consider that a win if you're like, yeah, like if you want to pay for that to happen. For sure. Yeah. Unless they're going to hold it over your your head. Yeah. But if it's just like, oh, I've never thought about it until like they're offering, then I would be like, okay, no. Like, unless it's something that's like you really wanted separately from all this. Yeah. There's a bunch of influencers who like do brand deals for like getting their eggs frozen. Yeah. Specifically, the girl who I talked about with the ugly apartment, Danielle Bernstein, she's doing it. And I saw this on Reddit, but she keeps talking about like doing like prenatal and postpartum workouts and like you know she's like i have to like you know doing all this stuff like being and she's like is talking about this like for as like a fertility treatment and she's like i'm doing like you know it's like 
I think like things she said like prenatal, like all of this like terms. People were like, girl, you're not like this is so weird. And she's like, where are all my other mamas at? And like she's like not planning on carrying a child anytime soon, let alone using like a surrogate. Like from how she's talking about it, it's just like for the future to do all of this stuff. But then is like kind of trying to shift her content to like appeal more to like mommies. And they're all like, what? It's very weird. Okay. She's an odd one. Yeah. Anyways, should we read the next one? Hey, ladies, I'm writing in to ask if you guys went to sleepovers when you were kids. I am 28, she, her, and I have an eight-year-old daughter. She is currently at the age where she wants to go to her friend's house to sleepover. I am a single mom and not many of my friends have kids this age, so I don't know where else to get advice. I am all for playdates, but draw the line at sleepovers because you don't know these days. At the same time, I feel a bit hypocritical because I went to sleepovers when I was her age and they were a blast. Am I robbing her from a big part of her childhood by not letting her sleep over her friend's house? I know this will only come up more as she gets older and I like to have a plan of action. If you're comfortable sharing, did your parents allow sleepovers? Any pros and cons from your experience? Please help me make decision here. Thanks. I love the pot and I've been listening forever. I went to sleepovers, but only if my parents knew the parents, like knew, knew them. And my mom would come over no matter what for like an hour and just sit and talk to the mom for like when we'd be over there. So like if she felt anything weird, she never did. But it was like I know now that that I'm older that it was because she wanted to see like if she felt anything weird or if I felt anything weird, then I then she'd still be there. And this was before I would have had a cell phone as well. Yeah. Yeah. If it was even even if it was like birthday parties where a lot of people were sleeping over, my mom would still come over and just like talk to the person's parents for a minute. I never even thought about doing that, but that's smart. Like to get a vibe and then also to be able, like you said, to be able to assess how you're interacting Mm -hmm. with people because it's like she could totally trust the parents, but there might be another kid there who's invited who she goes, I don't like how this is going. Yeah. Yeah. So even, Yeah. uh, yeah, I know that at the time I was embarrassed, but now that I'm thinking about it, I really appreciate it. Um, and I've never thought about it until right now. It didn't so stunt you socially? No, no not at all. Not at all. So yeah, I yeah. If I don't know somebody's parents, I'm not gonna let my kid go stay with them. Um, but my parents were specifically uh, more so my mom. I don't, my dad. I don't think he cared about sleepovers himself. But the, um, very specific about who I could go to and what the vibe was, and also. She would be more willing to have people come spend the night at our place, which and a lot of other people's parents just didn't even care. They just dropped their kid off without even knowing. I was one of those kids. Yeah, just drop them off at the door and be like, see ya. Yeah, I think there's a happy medium. I was one of those kids like I like and I will say that like I had one of the big things like that is a big fear and part of the reason why a lot of people do not do um, sleepovers, which is why I think it's really important to not judge as like a parent or whatever, like not judge anyone else because a lot of the time like there it's because like some sexual abuse has happened in that person's life when they were at a sleepover or that they work in a profession where they're like very aware of that kind of stuff. I never had anything that like went like that far, but like I had like a sleep, I remember a specific sleepover that I went to that I was like, uncomfortable with like the closeness of like the girl who I was sleeping over with. Like I just didn't feel physically comfortable. Like there was a lot of boundaries pushed there, but because I was like very allowed to like, I, it was like sleepover wherever, whenever, who cares Mm -hmm. if I wanted to come home, I knew that like, I couldn't really call like very rarely. The only time that I'm going to actually get call and get picked up from a sleepover past the age of like five. And I would still get like shit when I'm five for it is if, I'm on the, it's the cops saying, coming up your fucking kid. Like we busted this party. She can't stay here. So I don't think that like, I think there's a very much a happy medium. And I always really respected my friend's parents who, and I didn't even really notice it again, like until I was older, that they weren't really allowed to sleep over at almost anyone's house. Like there was like a, like two or three people's houses that they were allowed to sleep over at but they would be the house that would host a sleepover. Mm -hmm. And like, they would make it so, they'd be like so much food in the morning, like so much, all of this, like to make it where it didn't even, it wasn't like a, I thought less of that friend or I got to spend less time with that friend. It was like, oh my God, no, you have the best house for sleepovers. This is so much fun. But I think there's also an age that um, once it gets older, I think 
the importance of sleepovers to like social like lives, I think happens middle school on. I don't think elementary school sleepovers are like crucial to forming like social connections and bonds that way. Kids can also be very mean at sleepovers. And like I've people are different at sleepovers. I don't (laughs) know what it is, but I'm like, you don't act like this at school. Totally. And I think that like when you're younger, you might not have like the words to kind of like verbalize that or describe it to parents. I mean, to your parents. And I would say like the first time you do have your kid go on a sleepover with someone who you're comfortable with, like I think do it Melissa's mom did, like show up, really watch how your kid interacts with the other kids there and the other adults there. Find out what other adults are there and then tell your kid, hey, if you want to come home at any point, whether you feel uncomfortable, someone's being mean, your stomach hurts, you can't sleep, someone's snoring, like you can like have fun with it, like throw in some like suggestions like that, like their food that you don't like, whatever. Send me a text and text this word and I'll call you Mm -hmm. and say something came up and I had to pick you up. So having it take the weight off of them where it feels like I don't want to make, which I would feel like I don't want to make this person I'm having a sleepover with, I don't want to make them feel bad because I want to go home. And so like, I'm just going to kind of stick it out and I like don't feel comfortable. But I think like the more you can like foster the uh, having your place be a place for like kids to come, like have them have a sleepover and all that stuff. Specifically, I will say I had some of the most fun sleepovers I ever had at my friends who grew up with single moms. Like it was just like, there was just like an ease to that because most of the time we would know the moms a lot better. Like we didn't always know the dads as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I think like forming connections with, the other parents there and the same way that like I think you should make sure you know them before you if and when you let your kids sleep over at their house hopefully that they have the same feelings there so like make sure you want them to know like have them feel so super comfortable the other other parents and 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 that but I do think if you don't feel comfortable having your kid at a sleepover at all like you don't have a good vibes with like the parents don't have vibes any of that kind of stuff that's okay. And I don't know anybody who was not allowed to have sleepovers as a kid who has grown up and become an adult and didn't feel that their parents or their guardians at the time were justified in that. Like, I don't, it, I think they can be really important socially, but only, uh, <laughs> only if they go well. And there's a chance that they don't go well. And if you can't ensure that you feel like the odds are really stacked in your favor, that you feel really comfortable about it, I don't think it's worth the risk. Yeah. Yep. So I don't think it, I, for me, I don't think like there are some people, you know, like if they lived in like a certain neighborhood, like I had this one of my friends, we lived in the same neighborhood. And so we would hang out all the time. And then like this other girl in our class was like, didn't live in a neighborhood and she didn't understand like why we were so much closer. It was like, we're not, it's not that we're like hanging out with you. It's just like, I can walk over here. Mm-hmm. Yours is a whole thing. Like, yeah, you know, you're invited any time, but it's just like we're just outside at the same time or, you know, I can just go over and spend the night. But like, I don't think it really changes anything on like a, a big scale as far as like friendship at school. Yeah, that I can know. And I like I knew people who would have like sleepover birthday parties and like some people just like I don't know what the, it could have been. There was a different reason, but it was just that like, oh, they don't like sleeping at other people's houses. And so like when we're all getting ready, like we brushed teeth laying in bed, I would wake up in the morning, they would be there, their parents had picked them up and they came back for breakfast. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, again, I didn't think differently of anyone at all there. And I know that I was in much more unsafe (laughs) positions from like, whether it's like, you're telling someone you're sleeping over at someone else's house and you're not, and you end up like, go to a party, it gets busted, you're sleeping in someone's car. Like I was going to say, older years, that was different. (laughs) Yeah, but like, That's like a, I think like if you can build a system of like trust with your kid there, the fun parts of sleepovers, which is like the going out to parties or whatever. I remember my friends who like their parents were like, you can go to a party. That's totally fine. But like, you just want you to sleep here. And then we would all sleep there. And so like, you still have all that fun social stuff. Mm -hmm. So like, I think instead of banning it, making sure if you're not comfortable with it, you have the alternative that still achieves the social aspects of it. Yeah. I was gonna say, there's no way I had a sleepover where I stayed the night by eight. Like, I remember my first sleepover, Mark and Ben's house. They were like my neighbors. Mark was my little boyfriend when I was a child, which also like, that was like fine. Nothing bad happened. But imagine like your first sleepover that you're cool with is like two boys, one older and then one my age. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had sleepovers like with my godbrothers when I was like younger. Yeah. And I don't, I had friends sleepovers. I guess that would have started like 
sixth grade. So yeah, that's I would have said that mine if it wasn't like everyone is like a party and all the parents were at a party and then the kid we fell asleep and mm-hmm. we all just like slept there yeah. and like we were young. But yeah, I don't think I even like made it through a whole night of a sleepover until middle school, probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it. Woo! We hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you did, you can always leave us a review on the podcast app or Spotify. We appreciate it. You can stay tuned and subscribe to the show so you you get notified every time we have a new episode because four episodes a week, baby. If you want to support the show, head on over to our Patreon. You can also watch the video version there or join our live streams that we do twice a month. And you can also play Monopoly Go with us there. (laughs) Trade some stickers. And buy our merch. Send us good vibes and figuring out how taxes work. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to read a review from Spotify. And it was from the episode Failed Valentine's Day, which was last week. And uh, someone says, this episode was so motivating. Your advice on the last call made me feel so encouraged to not give up on my own dreams. Thanks, you two. What was our... It was the gal whose parents were like, you're a failure. Oh, yeah, the yeah, grandparent, yeah. the grandfather's like a failure. And then, which we didn't mm-hmm. even, afterwards, I like, we didn't even talk about the NFT part of it all. They told her to go into NFT. I know. I, first, I literally thought about that afterwards because something crypto-y NFT came up and I went, where did I just see this? And I went, hold up. Just moved right on by that one. Because that's a much more secure um, uh, business decision. Yeah. Not. Well, yeah, thank you so much. That was so kind. We hope you all enjoyed this episode. Thank you for leaving that review. And uh, we'll see y'all next time. Goodbye.